Caffeine Nights Books, Espresso Shots, News, Reviews, Interviews. My guest is a man who Ronnie Cray sang a Kylie Minogue classic to in Broadmoor High Security Hospital. He also has a Mensa-level IQ, with a staggering IQ, I believe, as well. He's an author who was sacked by a leading national daily newspaper while his debut novel was serialised in a rival newspaper. A man who was famous for his on-screen controversial TV series, which featured Barbara Windsor, Jonathan Ross, Lily Savage, Dale Winton and many more. He's the lead singer with a band called The Gonads and creator of Harry Tyler, a fictional character that makes Jack Reacher look as hard as one of Sam Smith's nipple tassels. Welcome, <laughs> Gary Bushell. What a lovely intro. It's very funny, though. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> Some people call you controversial. Others think controversy has courted you. What do you think? Oh, I just say, well, I think really, I don't set out to. I mean, the point is, you have to be honest. Because if you start adopting positions just merely, just merely to um, drum up controversy, I think people see through you. I think why not everyone's convinced by Piers Morgan because his his opinions change from one minute to the other. He's like a a, a frog on a hot plate, and he's hopping about from one thing and <laughs> taking up <a> whatever. <laughs> whatever position suits him at the time um you know i just i just say what i think and i'm i think i'm blunt and i and some people don't realize that i mean i my, the humor i loved growing up was acerbic and hard-hitting and i loved you know like the jackie mason joan rivers people like that people who, and that's the sort of I, often there's even though it reads harshly if you read it in the cold light of day what i'm saying should be understood with a smile on the face half the time do you think that's that's part of the problem that there seems to have been this since the turn of century a, a complete lack of understanding the nuances of humour? Well, this is a, this is one of the curses of our time, really. You know, people take jokes completely out of context. I mean, anyone who read the um, uh, the, the, the so called controversial Jeremy Clarkson piece would have known he was making um, uh, it was a Game of Thrones reference, hmm. and not, that got. He omitted from all the news reports. He said that this, he said that. And no, look at it in context. I mean, you understand it. It's very, it annoys me tremendously that, that people will always do this if the person who has caused the alleged offence is of is perceived to being of the right. But when they're perceived to being of the left, like Frankie Boyle or Joe Brand, they can say whatever the hell they like and no one ever complains about it. No one, There's no great Twitter storm. There's no one saying they should be cancelled from television. Joe Brand made a career um, based on the joke, the way to a man's heart is with a bread knife through his uh, breast mm. pocket. I killing someone. If you want, if you took, if you took their approach to that joke, she's advocating murder. But of course, mm. we're sensible enough to realise that it's just comic. Yeah, but Frankie, yeah. Frankie Boyle. Some of the things Frankie Boyle. I mean, talking about raping and killing Holly Willoughby and you know mm. stuff like that. Recently, you know, if 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 Jim Davidson had said that, and were he on TV, which obviously they've driven him off TV, um, <laughs> he would, there would have been calls for driving him off TV again. Absolutely, absolutely. And I remember Flip Pullman didn't even make a joke, but he suggested hanging um, Boris Johnson uh, through the Brexit scandal as well, I think it was. So, uh, so you, can it say, doesn't... you can say what you like if the Guardian agrees with you. It's basically Absolutely. how it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. So who really is in control of uh, 
<laughs> the media these days, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Or indeed the country, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> the band you front, the Gonads, has been around since 1977, I read. Yes, what's, on the and yes. <laughs> what's the secret of the longevity? I don't know. I think there's a lot of masochism in the country. <laughs> I mean, people seem we went that I was advocating the other day that they should play our music because we are pretty loud. We sound like motorhead with a migraine most of the time. And I said they should play our music down at Dover to repel the illegal immigrants because no one's going to want to come to that. If you think that's coming down the line, you're not going to come. It's a bit like the. Uh... I think the Americans adopted something very similar in Vietnam, didn't they? <laughs> to the, uh... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think all we do really, we 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 just tend to have a laugh. We we got things we're serious about, but uh, and we do actually do some songs that we've got melodies. But, but um, really, we're just enjoying ourselves. And if other people enjoy it too, that's just fantastic. Uh, somehow, I can't see you singing a ballad, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a couple, but um, singing is strong in it. One of my many jobs now is is doing the album reviews in um, uh, the Mirror and the Daily Express. Um, mm -hmm. And so, when I can when I can write about bands like uh, the, the Interrupters, who are fantastic, the Barstool Preachers, bands like that, Ray, Sunny War, Buster Shuffle, all these fantastic people. I, I just think that I'm still <laughs> I've still got something to contribute to the nation's <laughs> pleasure. Actually, it kind of leads me very nicely onto my next question. Your writing career took off back in the day of punk, scribing for Sounds, the legendary music paper. I think Sounds was always slightly cooler than the more cerebral Melody Maker and even the NME, I think. Um, what do you remember of those days? It was just the dream job. When you look back now, the trouble is when you're living what would be your dream existence you're not aware of it you're just it's day to day you're just working it's only when you look back at that you think what a job that was when i was going out and seeing bands every week i saw youtube before they were signed they used to come and watch us eat pizza i saw the specials i saw the specials play on the very day that they became the specials supporting the clash up in Aylesbury. and you think what a what a privilege all this stuff was went to went to new york with them Went to um, Texas with the Selector, uh, went round Europe with Iron Maiden, America with Iron Maiden, Motorhead, all these fantastic bands. It was, and, and back then, music was so exciting. You could literally go out and have a choice of five different gigs in an evening. And, and we, I used to go down to places where nobody else on the papers used to go because uh, people, um, they've, um, most rock writers wanted to just be part of the West End scene and, and be wined and dined by. PRs. I wasn't really interested in that. I was, I'd rather go down the Bridge House in Caddy Town and, and see the Purple Arts or someone like that or a Secret Affair. And there, there, were, there were always great bands. And what amazed me at the time was that NME had said punk, punk was dead in 1977 and they just weren't interested. So they, they, didn't, they didn't get the skids, they didn't get the ruts, they didn't get the members, all of these bands that were about in 78, Angelic Upstarts. Mm. They, were, they were seen as like a, a a throwback when in fact they were taking punk and post-punk in different directions you listen to magazine john mcgoff and people like that just wonderful wonderful mm -hmm. music i remember i mean it was my heyday as well and uh hanging out in small wonder records in walthamstow and just trying there to see go. what was what was coming what was coming down That's, the line you know and they uh, had crass they had, they had crass and they had the first cockney rejects out ep they did. and they had patrick fitzgerald if i'm yeah if my memory serves and the cure, even the cure, killing the hour. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, they they really and and I remember going off to the Hope and Anchor and paying. I don't know. It was never more than a pound. I don't think. And the band, 
the bands that you could see for that money was just phenomenal. I mean, admittedly, Madness I was only in early. 79, I think. I saw Madness there in 79. Or Dublin yeah. Castle, would it have been? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, might no, have been Dublin it, Castle, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was such an exciting time. And 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 punk had kicked down the doors, really, that for that for that brief period, control mm-hmm. passed from the music business and the stale old um business accountants and the AR men and people like that. And it came back to the bands for a brief time. And once yeah. punk had kicked those doors open, it made way for two tone, it made way for new mod, it made way for the new wave of British heavy metal, it made way for street punk. It just was fantastic time. It was so creative, so inventive and, and had such a knock-on effect across all the arts, you know, because if it wasn't for punk a lot of people who are writers now would not become writers, including me. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it did open the door for for working class people, and I think that's what yes, probably yeah. frightened authority more than anything else, because it was something that galvanised people and, and something which we could all take part in at relatively very low cost, even if you was only earning twenty five quid a week, which I was. Well, that's right, time. absolutely right. But it, in, in a way, it was a, in, in a way it's got parallels with, with um, skiffle too, because all you needed for skiffle was two chords mm. if you by the time you got the four chords you were in a rock and roll bed you'd moved on from skiffle it's like punk though it's like all you needed right then was two or three chords and here's a chord here's another chord go out and form a band it was it was mm. great more from this great interview with gary bushall coming in another episode of espresso shots until then thanks for listening enjoy your books and stay lucky